Peace, y'all. This is Jay, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Taliban, host of the Get Off My Lawn podcast, here to introduce you to part two of the one album episode. Peace. I, yeah, I like that. So we're going to roll right into plug tuning, just because I was thinking maybe we'd only get one song in, but Daylight's a classic. It's hip hop. If we can spend all that time talking about Teddy Riley and his uh, red hat, then uh, certainly, and Michael <laughs> Jordan, who didn't even like hip hop, then uh, we can play some Daylight. So plug tuning. Here we go. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classics. Perhaps the most famous classic in all the world of music. World of music. World of music. World of music. The first time around, you didn't quite understand I'm gonna speak. Don't worry, we can fix that right now. So why don't you all just grab your bag? Come on board and hoist the anchor. We'll be off. Prerogative, praise positively, I'm acquitted. Enemies publicly shame my utility. After the battle, damn bitches, I'm with it. Simply sue, well moved. I don't like rude transistors are never more shown with life. Wind vocal flow brings it all down in ruins. Due to a clue of a naughty noise called platooning. Called pop. Let him be the stir to the style of the stew. Sit while the kick of the plug form aroma. Then grab a daisy to sip your favorite brew. Letting this soul fire be your first fire, but don't let the kick drum stop your big toe. See that the three will be your thread, but like my man Chuck D said, what a brother no dance while I play in a cue card sway from my flower girl China and Jet. The button is pressed in '89 will start the panic. De La Soul and a prince from Step. Negative noise will be all divided. Dangerous to dance, populace will croon. Ducks and cassettes will all be lit when paying position to the naughty noise called Pluck Tune. Cause this is the pitch of the year. Sing 
simple song, but keep the swing strong. Though you heard Dove crying, I ain't fearing. Those who think daylight's on the flip tip, try to flip this and you're doomed. Watch for the bee because if you try to groove me, you'll be hung by the wire of the plug swing. listening to that that was i'm gonna admit when that first came out i didn't get it me myself and i was the proper uh single to drop on that album because that was accessible and i got it and then when i listened to the album i didn't get it and even when i go back now it's it requires deeper listening than uh i think most people uh who only came into it with knowing me, myself, and I uh, would realize. But as uh, AB mentioned on our on our text, these songs are holding up. They held up very well. And the funny thing about it is that the plug tuning version that you played is the second version. They re-recorded that. And they changed some of the lyrics. That's oh. the second one that the the one that they made so you can understand them understand them a little better. But I think they enunciated some and then they changed some lyrics. That's the second version of that song. So that's it's funny that you said that, but yeah, it's still deep. It's crazy. See, that's interesting because I have the other version and I was thinking about all right, well let me ask. But then um the other versions I had weren't uh the audio wasn't as clear. So I don't know if they if I've had them so long that they got ripped from a, a cassette tape or an album or something, but they just weren't clear. So what's the? It probably I, was. The, it probably was the original version. <laughs> it the one, the one they redid. It was called "Last Chance to Comprehend." Like they were speaking yep. to those criticisms that Dre expressed. Yep. Yeah. That's then. That's the version you play. "Last Chance to Comprehend," yeah. which is on, the, which is first in the album, and they put the original version at the very end of the album. Because I, I guess they knew people were going to be like, this is not the version that I had. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So anybody who wants to hear the put in plug tuning original 12-inch version. That's the last, or you anybody listening to this should already have uh, Three Feet High and Rising. <laughs> or maybe you don't, because maybe you're digital maybe and you they're embroiled in so much controversy that if you didn't catch their uh, catalog dump several years ago you might not have it um but it's it's all on youtube so uh check the album out and so yeah day last soul three feet high and rising and when you initially said it i was thinking that might be a little abstract but like i said when i went back and actually uh listened to it again yeah that's a good a good pick even though you didn't pick uh any of my favorites but that's all right. What were your What were your favorites from that album? Uh, Say No Go, and I Know. I know uh, I love you. Boop, love boop, and I know that's from some pop song that I don't know. Somebody can tell me, but 
Because I was somewhere, I was in like a store or something. And I heard the, whatever song it is that they sampled uh, for that song. Um, I heard the original version. And I thought they were about to play De La Soul. And I was um, very much incorrect. Steely Dan's uh, Peg. Dan. And so, I remember when Steely Dan died. Steely Dan, wait, is Steely Dan a guy? Or a group? No, it's or a both. Group. But didn't somebody, didn't Steely or Dan die recently? Oh, that's a possibility. Because they were the ones that held up a bunch of rap albums as a group. They like, they got, they totally killed an entire, that entire like second or third Bismarck album. Wow. Because so. of the samples. Like they totally was like sued and they couldn't, they to take this, the album off the shelves. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, whoever Becker is, somebody in the group is named Becker. Uh, doesn't matter. Somebody in Steely Dan died, and I remember I was at a show, and Kwali was performing, and he had a segment where he was like, uh, everybody, you know, peace out to Steely Dan, or or Becker, or whoever, whoever the person is in Steely Dan who died, and... For the most part, it was a black crowd, and people were like, yeah, Steely Dan, okay. <laughs> and then I think um, somebody else came out and was like, uh, you know, rest in peace to Prodigy, and the crowd went wild. Uh, so, <laughs> Steely Dan. But anyway, that sample is, um, yeah, yeah, from that, and it's probably part of the reason why Three Feet High and Rising can't come out because they have to renegotiate all the sample uh, deals and blah, blah, blah. So, all right, Three Feet High and Rising. Revisit that album if you haven't listened to it in a while. And then we moved on to The Professor. And what was your uh, pick? I thought about this for a little bit and I tried to keep the question in mind. So we're introducing someone to hip hop and what would you think would make for a great introduction? And I went to the roots and things fall apart, which came out in 1999. All right. And what made you pick that one? I felt like one, it's a complete album Two, it sort of honors hip hop's past was a ground shifting album in 99 and offered some indication of hip hop's future right so in honoring the past they did a lot like like early hip hop in terms of the lyricism you know it was sometimes simple you know you rhyming at the end of the bar their lyrics were much more complex but there was a lot of rhythm and harmony in early hip hop, right? Like people would go back and forth and they would rhyme the same words on beat in cadence, right? And there were tracks where they did that. And they also honored, you know, local hip hop history in terms of Philadelphia and paying homage to someone like Schooly D. Mm. So I felt like there are certain hip hop artists and groups that I view as curators of the culture. You know, they honor the bridge that allowed them to cross. And, you know, Missy Elliott is one of those people. Snoop is one of those people. I think the Roots are that kind of group. So I like the way that they honor and respect 
hip-hop's past including philadelphia hip-hop's past right then in that moment i look at them as really staking out a place for themselves in hip-hop if you go back to organics and then their first domestic release with do you want more um it was still real funky you know it was still real funky and then when you transition to illadelph half-life and things fall apart their hip-hop credentials which are straight up bonafide like there was no more doubt about them as hip-hoppers and when i think about the evolution of the concept of a hip-hop band grandmaster flash said that if we could have afforded instruments we would have been the roots we wanted to be a band but we didn't have access to those things so we did something different then when i think about a group like stetsasonic stetsasonic build themselves as a hip-hop band and they would bring all their equipment to do the show right to recreate the sounds for their records well here you have these guys that had a formal music education at this elite performing arts school in philadelphia where they're running around with people like amel larue and all these other bonafides right you know these people who became real movers and shakers in the industry some dope creatives and they bring instrumentalism to hip-hop um so we were talking about the problems with the group like daylight and getting sample clears and how in the mid to late 80s all these artists started taking hip-hoppers to court for money well when you're playing your own music you don't run into those problems right so these guys were able to become in the early 90s what melly melanin wanted to be a decade and a half earlier um, and when we think about how hip-hop has continued to evolve, the genre bending that takes place on Things Fall Apart, you know, they there's spoken word poetry, there's some jazz influences, there's, you know, some R&B influences and mashups, right? And a lot of that is a part of hip-hop, too. It's a part of hip-hop's past and its present. Um, so I really felt like Things Fall Apart was... That album that gave you an old school vibe. It was, you know, really well produced. It was genre bending or melding. And Black Thought has been on a tour de force his entire career, has more recently gotten the respect as an all time great lyricist. But Black Thought brings it. Dice Raw becomes a better MC when we get to this album. You know, Malik B has given you some things. And the features were outstanding with performances by Most Def, Common, Erica Badu. The last thing I'll say about this album is that when it was first released, I thought Things Fall Apart was an ominous title. You know, so if you're a literate person and you're familiar with Chinua Achibe, in the novel Things Fall Apart, that's an ominous title for a novel. The novel was taken from a William Butler Yeats poem called The Second Coming which came out in 1921. It was really about World War One, and what to them felt like the end of the world, right? So when you name an album, Things Fall Apart, and you're familiar with either Butler, William Butler Yeats or Achebe's novel, Things Fall Apart, you know something bad is going to happen. What we ended up learning was that the group was in the middle of all this turmoil um, and substance abuse problems and problems internally. And, you know, th that could have been the end of them. Um, so it was a really ominous title for our album, but they put forward what I thought was a fantastic project. Yeah, when you um, when you suggested this, because we we kind of went back and forth with regard to whether or not we were going to surprise each other with the picks or whether or not we were going to just tell each other ahead of time. And in order for me to get um, 
get some tracks ready. I needed to know what the albums were. And so when you mentioned this, I was thinking like, yeah, that's that's a good pick. And now my favorite Roots album, um, I think the one that I would just pull out on a regular basis and play would probably be Illidelf Half-Life. Um, but that's really hard. That doesn't have nearly as many soft edges um, as some of their other work. But this album, I think it kind of brought a little bit of everything. It brought some of the street. It brought, like you said, it. Uh, they've got a little bit of R&B, but not, uh, not over the top. Not like Common with the Light, where they're just off the rails. But... What drove it home when you mentioned this is that last summer um, I was invited to the Hollywood Bowl. And for anyone who hasn't been to L.A., uh, the Hollywood Bowl is an outdoor amphitheater and you can uh, purchase tickets for the season. And then they'll have different musical acts or the there's a the Philharmonic or whatever will be there on a regular basis. So um, last summer... The Roots did a show at the Hollywood Bowl, and they were doing Things Fall Apart. So the crowd is kind of a mix of people who bought the season tickets because they just enjoy music, and then people who went specifically because of the Roots. Now, the Roots being the the house band for the Jimmy Fallon show has increased their profile exponentially, but... When I was at this show, and they're playing like 100% Dundee, and you start looking around, and it's just like, I don't know how many people the Hollywood Bowl holds, but it was packed, and people were just like losing their minds. Everybody was grooving to everything. Like, they could make no mistakes. They did not, they couldn't do anything wrong, and they were just like killing it, and um... And then when they got to um, Ain't Saying Nothing New and here comes Dice Raw and he was rocking. It was just like incredible. Um, so, yeah, when when I think about like the roots, like you couldn't have told me back in 90, what was it like 94, 95? Autumn Street Festival in Syracuse. Yeah. It was like fall 94. Yep. And I remember they had the, they were like doing their thing and then they were on one side of the street, then there was a street and then people were on the other side and they were, they were like told the crowd like, get down here and everybody got down there and they just like, Dude, whew. they opened that show, right? And they were like, we didn't get a proper sound check. So yo, while y'all chilling out, we going to do a proper sound check. This was right in front of the Shine Student Center. They blocked off the street to give it a block party feel, but we still up there acting like we waiting for us a bus to come through the street, right? <laughs> and Thought gets on the mic and says, yeah, we're going to do this proper sound check. And then they drop Wu-Tang Clan. He's like, I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier. And they started doing covers of all these other dope hip-hop artists and people went insane. And then Thought was like, yo, um, y'all can move closer to the stage. And everybody rushed the stage. From 94 on, they have done some of the best live shows I have ever seen in my life from any artist, any genre. Yeah. And they, it's I mean, go ahead, Dre. Because my my memory of that performance 
was like, you know, I, I had the, the, the video show, the rhythm at Syracuse at the time. And so we, we had been trying to um, talk to them. And so I, the summer before I was an intern at MCA records, which was on the floor above Geffen where they were. And so I had gotten their album for free as a promo as I'm an intern. So, you know, I'm the person that's mailing them out anyway. I'm mailing up the freebies. Yeah. So I, I had their album and I was a big fan. So, so then, you know, we had spoken to this person, that person, the record label. They said, we can't do anything about it. We finally talked to their manager that day after they done rocked. And they were like, okay, we'll do the interview. So they go up to the second floor in the shine. All of them are there. And, you know, we set it up, you know, I, and, you know, we didn't have, you know, the shine, you know, you know, little lounge area. So we didn't have back. We was a cheap little college TV station. So I just put the album that I had, the promo, <laughs> on the table as like, you know, set dressing. And so we do the interview and as they're, you know, we finish and they're like, thanks guys or whatever. And I remember uh, Questlove says, oh, this is somebody's, do y'all want me to sign this? And not to be embarrassing, I was just like, oh, uh, yeah. And they care <laughs> to have an autograph. I was like, oh, yeah. So they all signed it. Let me tell you, outside of getting an autograph from Herc, Kaz, and Grandmaster Theodore, that's the only hip-hop autograph I've ever gotten. Wow. And I still have it. Okay, that was going to be the next question. Yes. <laughs> I still My man. have it. Don't worry, my and man. Quest drew like a funny like Afro guy or something. It's like they all like had weird, you know. It was nineties. They all had like a weird autograph, but everybody. I mean, I think you know, and that was a different group than it is now. Yeah. You know, there's some people were in, some people were out, but I still have it, and it's it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And every now and then, I think about it. I've seen Quest. And you know, had to work with him or shoot stuff with him. And I've never mentioned that story because it's the funniest story to me. Because I know he'll be like, "Oh, you didn't want my autograph?" I'm like, "I didn't really want it, but I was gonna say no." Like, nice. you just did the solid. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, so we'll we'll see what that's worth in about twenty years. <laughs> so, first thing is you got to shoot me a picture of it. So anybody who's listening to this, um. All of these episodes, uh, if you don't get them on the Google Play Store, if you don't get them uh, from the Apple Podcast app, you can go to theliberator.com. That's T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. And you can listen to all the episodes. And you can also see uh, some links and some goodies. Like if you want to see the picture of uh, Dre in the Rex and Effects video, that's up there. Um, But once he sends me this picture... You can go to the website and check the episode guide, and I'll uh, post this picture up. Um, that's well. Here's the other question: Do you still have the videos from the rhythm, or is uh, that like in dispute? Some, we actually do that interview. We actually cut. I believe that that's somewhere. But I'll say real quickly: um, We went up there. Myself and Ramon Pop Bug, as a lot of people know him. Um, he, we went up to Syracuse like a few years later, and after the rhythm, after we graduated, we went up there, and they were they had all these tapes and the thing, and they said, "Oh, we're about to throw all this stuff out," and we were like, "That's the rhythm," and they were like, "Yeah, we're throwing this whole whatever." It was like we had all of our tapes in like a drawer or something, and so we were like, "Oh nah," and we just grabbed and put them all in a bunch of boxes and put them in our rental car, 
and drove him and left him in Pop's basement, his mom's basement. And so oh, okay. he took the chance to transfer some of them and some of them. So every now and again, he'll like he'll have, but they're they're now so old and like the format, they were like three quarter inch tapes or something like that. So like actually finding a way to transfer some of those tapes is damn near impossible now. So we have to kind of go to archive places or whatever. But we have like I know he transferred some stuff of like us talking. I think pun before he came out and. I think he may have transferred the De La Soul interview that we did way, way back then. But yeah, it's it's crazy. But we do have, I think he did transfer that Roots segment we did because it was like a two-minute thing that we did with them. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, we're going to have to talk because I, I have um, access at work to uh, my boss. He put together a whole uh, studio just with old uh formats to transfer things to digital so he's got things in there that i don't even know and he's old so um yeah we'll talk about that but things uh, fall apart great pick love this album i love this album yeah and i checked in the hollywood bowl holds seventeen thousand five hundred, and it had it looked like it was packed i mean from celebrities down in the front to people on the lawn in the very back i mean it was just it was wild, and I actually, I recorded it, um, but because of the people around us and the acoustics uh, in the place, uh, the recording didn't come out too well, so I haven't posted that, which is another thing you can find at The Liberator, is some of these shows that I've talked about, I know there's a De La Soul show, um, a Diggable Planets live show, uh, that are all, that I've recorded, that are all posted up there, um, so go there to The Liberator and check it out. Uh, single rerun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rerun. <laughs> right. And there's a picture from that episode of What's Happening um, up there on the page where you can hear all these uh, all these unofficial official bootlegs. So, let's see. So, Adolphus picked out two songs from this spectacular album, Double Trouble and Act Two. Which one do you want to hit first? Throw Double Trouble. All right. You must have forgotten. Yeah, the, ooh, yeah, this one's wild. Okay, here we go. The Roots, Double Trouble. Well, I ain't showing what it's about. We got the ball spot. 
Cause they must have forgot We double trouble Bubble, 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 bubble that hot Well it's like smack the track up And leave dents in it The vocalist busting this blunt Instruments spit The magnificent rappers run from it All fly girls, nipples and toes Numb from it, MCs in my circumference It's confronting, son Get your growth stunning for this You don't want it, want it The black order, M.O.S. that done it Who the ultimate? Yo, my man, speak up on it Yo, I stop fools and drop jewels But never run it Rock mics so nice I make your stock price plummet Oh, you high noon riders Better rally at the summit It's me and Tariq And your fleet outnumber Clock the membrane Walking big game And get hunted I with this account Say it happened so sudden Just stood up to the side Didn't really say nothing Then blah Blue away the 1900 You better get some rest Cause the next day coming Oh yes and MCs They scared to say something Stop fronting I'm in the cut Just on looking You get your kings Your rooks rings And pawns soaking like You take rolling So you catch every ball Of the black door And a black man From black star In the Delphi And Vietnam We conference Accomplish Even mistakes incline I get mine regardless A lot of smurf Had them seeds Carry purses And rock uniforms This made for nurses I verse your verses Your words is worthless Only touch your surface The fuck's the purpose? I shot the sheriff, the deputy, and head of bank treasury. Some in the county got a big bounty stressing me, but tell them to hold on. They're too short to measure me. Most in black thought, blast forward with the referee. Either stand tall or sit the fuck down. All the way from 215 to Bucktown. Brace yourself, it's about to go down. Yo, Tariq, what's up? How your microphone sound? Well, I ain't showing what it's about. We got the blow up spot because they must have forgot. We double trouble, bubble. Specializing warfares of all kinds. A lot of MCs said I'm a run it down rhyme. But half the time they run it down one of mine. Thought suffocating and we got another stunning line. You dumb and blind, hit us in large the underline. What I memorize with your whole staff pressurized. Meltdown all of your artificial dies. No niggas is faker than yellow number five. Swine like Mono and Dog to survive. My vocals got texture, you just texturize. I'm nicer than your buttons even when I'm improvised. Step into my zone, get thrown like live out of B-boy Lazarus who just won't yeah, die. Me and Kamala Lena Hubbard, Questlove and Malik. We go back to dollar movies in Tahitian tree. Or like toast in the oven with government cheese bubbling. Me and Dante like Marvin, the trouble man traveling. Give me the mic, we on that again. B-boy business, off the top, after them battling. Serving them cast that forgot, but don't get too close. Because y'all might get shot like wow. Even stand tall and sit the fuck down. All the way from 215 to Bucktown. Brace yourself, it's about to go down Yo, Tariq, what's up? How your microphone sound? sound tight Well, I ain't showing what it's about We about to blow up the spot Because I must have forgot We double trouble Bubble, 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 bubble And how we like blah Either stand tall or sit the fuck down All the way from 215 to Bucktown We're from do you want more to what you want now Yo, Tariq, what up? Well, how your microphone sound? It sound tight Well, I ain't showing what it's about We about to blow up the spot Because I must have forgot We double Trouble, bubble, 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 b
the story that must be told About two young brothers who got so much soul They taking total control of the body and brain Flying high in the sky on a lyrical plane It's just two bad brothers who will never quit Most deaf and Tariq from the two on fifth They rock beginning to end on a spiritual blend And everybody who forgot them, baby, tell them again It's just me and Tariq with a meal on the beat The Roots crew, baby, yo, we got to make it unique We got the soul shocking ass, body rocking ass Non-stopping ass, fortified lives survived the apocalypse Rhymes we say, the perfect blend Because we know how to rock when the beat come in Like zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen Here we go Here we, here we, here we go Zen, 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 zen Zen, 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 zen man I'm telling you if you aren't clapping your hands and screwing up your face something's wrong with you Something's definitely wrong with you. You might have the coronavirus. You might need to go to the <laughs> hospital and get tested and checked because if that didn't move you, something's something's wrong with you. That was ridiculous. That was that was the mighty most deaf. That wasn't Yasin Bey. That was the mighty most deaf. Yeah. And Black Thought? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean. Jeez, it's still fire, man. And they they really brought out the best in each other, right? Like, I remember one time we were having this conversation about Kanye, and you were like, you know, Kanye sometimes goes through the motions, but then when you look at him on a song like "No More Parties in L.A." and he's with Kendrick, it brought out the best in him lyrically, right? Yeah. Now these two dudes are in a completely different class of MCs. If we were talking about this like mutants in the the Marvel comic universe right they're they're two omega level mutants like they are lyricists on that order right like these are these are some of the most um versatile mcs that are out and one of the reasons why i love this track so much and i was torn between this and without a doubt but i decided to go with double trouble because again they're paying homage to hip-hop's history while building and growing the the art form there's a run dmc type style and flow back and forth between the two of them they incorporate lyrics from different run dmc songs there's a hat tip to africa bambata and that early hip-hop sound and these dudes were just on a tear on this track man like like it, it all it needed was molly mall screaming i give y'all my microphone and y'all tear it up when y'all use it <laughs> I mean that was that was wild and man yeah this is this is woo. this album is um I mean really just the entire the battlelog the roots I mean there are very few people whose catalog is as deep and good for as long a period of time cuz the roots like you said um, I mean, they had organics, but most people came to know the roots from Do You Got More or Do You Want More? And that was, what, 95? 
That was 94. It's almost 94? 20 years ago, man. That was 94. Okay. So that album came out around the time they were doing that tour, and that was when we were introduced to them. So when they came to the yard, it was on the strength of Do You Want More? And then, you know, not too long after that, they dropped Illadelph Half-Life. And for them, Illadelph Half-Life was sort of like, it, it wasn't quite Daylight's Dead, but it certainly represented an evolution in their sound. Yeah. It was like, hey, we can do this other thing, too. Don't forget. Man. I wonder if uh, these days it's like Leonard Hubbard is like, damn. <laughs> well, he sued them, so I don't know if he's like, damn. Ouch. Yeah, then he's yeah. like, damn, because, yeah. Yeah, he, he, sued, he sued them. Malik, uh, Malik B. There's a whole bunch of people who are probably like, damn. I couldn't have seen Jimmy Fallon coming. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> and that's but, easier money, man. Hip-hop money is yeah. hard money. Ooh. Yeah. And these dudes, I mean, when you listen to um 100% Dundee, he was like, on these 73 keys of ivory and ebony, I do hear declare that I'll forever rock steadily. And he was like, yo, seven years on tour without resting. Like, when, when this album drops, like, act one at the beginning, and there was a mistake because it was supposed to be one beat. And Questlove was like, yeah, we ended up making a mistake, recorded Malik B's track verse over the wrong track, but we decided to stick with it. But he was like, yo, seven years on tour without resting. These dudes are like the James Brown band of hip hop. Like, they really get it like that. So when you talk about being a house band for a night show, that's easy money. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 wild because, again, back then, who would have thought? Because Questlove is clearly a super duper star like a crossover celebrity star and he is uh, going to be the hip-hop drummers what clyde stubblefield is to drumming and funk music yeah i can see that i can see that yeah and that 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 live band aspect just gives them so much more versatility than anybody else in terms of their live performance in terms of their studio sounds but one more from this album because that one song just wasn't wasn't enough that just wasn't wasn't enough so the other one you picked was let's see what did you pick act two the love of my life all right here we go you are my friend Yeah, 
anticipation of roses, time froze. I stared off the stage with my eyes closed and dove into the deep cosmos. The impact pushed back the first five rows. But before the raw live shows, I remember eyes a little snot nose, rocking gazelle, guy goes and eyes I close. Learning the ropes to get so survival. Peeping out the situation, I had to slide through. Had to watch my back, my front, plus my size too. When it came to getting mine, I ain't trying to argue. Sometimes I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you. Hip hop, you the love of my life, and that's true. When I was handling the shit I had to do, it was all for you. From the door for you. Speak through, you're getting paper on tour for you. From the start, thought was down by law for you. Used to hit up every corner store war for you. We ripped shit and kept it hardcore for you. I remember late nights, steady rocking the mic. Hip hop, you the love of my life. So tell the people like that, y'all. And it sounds so nice. Hip hop, you the love of my life. We about to take it to the top. I was speaking to my guy Regan. I see was desperately seeking to organize enough confusion. Using no protection, told on resurrection. Caught in the hype Williams and lost her direction. Getting eight in sections where I wouldn't eat her. Under the counter love, so silently I treat her. Her daddy a beater. Eyes off her in the mix on tape. Niggas had her in the buck when we touch. It was more than just a fuck. The police in her, I found peace. Like Malcolm in the East. Seen her on the streets of New York. Tricking off, tried to make a hit with her. But my dick went soft. Moving weight, losing weight. Not picky with who she choose today. Too confused to hate. With her struggle, I relate close to 30. Most of the niggas she know is dirty. Having more babies than Lauren. She started showing early. As of late, I realized. This is a fate or destiny to bring the best to me. It's like God is testing me. In retrospect, I see she brought life and death to me. Peace to us collectively, live and direct. When we perform, it's just coffee shop chicks and white dudes. Over her, I got into it with that nigga Ice Cube. Not a fight move to in life, making the right moves. Besides God and family, you my life's true. Like that, I mean, they came 
with it for real. Yeah, that album, that is definitely, there's no reason anybody should not have that in their catalog on their playlist or whatever it is. Listen to this album again and make sure you have some uh, <laughs> some good house speakers. Um, and I like that, again, they seem to bring out the best. Uh, if somebody's going to show up on their track, there's no half-stepping in common with basically a, a uh, part two to I Used to Love Her. And picks right. up and flows right into there. Uh, and and at the time that this came out, '99, uh, um, Puff Daddy, Puffy P Diddy, was just a straight up punching bag for quote unquote real hip hop heads. And uh, you will routinely see him uh, taking shots. Her daddy would beat her. Eyes all puff. <laughs> uh, this was around the time when he was, you know, shiny suits and all that. But, uh, yeah, that's an incredible and impressive song and album. So Yeah, it was like their, their coming out party, too, as an album. Like, this album was the first album that they really got, like, that major label push. You saw the, the cover of the album, which was incredible. The covers, because they had the four covers of this album, the album, the covers of the album was posted all over New York City streets. I remember, like, me finally thinking, wow, they're finally actually getting, like, they're just due. Right. Yeah. 20, how many years later, you know, people are just saying, oh, you know, like, like, like AB said, like, oh, they're rated, you know, thoughts rated now. Like, it's been 20 plus years, but they finally got their respect and they got their push, push with this album. Yeah. Yeah, this was. Oh yeah, they did have the four covers because there was one. I remember, there was the one with the kid crying, the one with the girl, the woman running through the streets. Um, there were a couple, a couple others. I'll have to look them up. But yeah, if you don't have that album, something's wrong with you. You need to go start with Organics and then just keep going. I wasn't disappointed in a Roots album until Phrenology. Um. And then it gets a little spotty. There's a lot of music after that. and Some is hit, some is missed, but definitely if Things Fall Apart is not in your catalog, go get it, because something's wrong with you. Um, and we don't want something to be wrong with you. We want you to be all right. Uh, as for me, as we near the end, my pick when I started thinking about this, like, uh, like Adolphus said, I wanted to think about, all right, if I'm trying to introduce one album to somebody who's not really into hip-hop the thing is if i picked a group because i thought about picking um midnight marauders from tribe called quest and i actually did play that for someone years ago who really wasn't too much into hip-hop and and they thought it was cool but it didn't really give um much perspective beyond that uh the sound that the tribe had at the time. So I was trying to think like, all right, what album could I use? So I decided to pick uh, Raucous Records compilation Sound Bombing 2. And anybody who was around at the time remembers when Raucous first uh, kind of burst onto the scene. That was like the real hip-hop underground anecdote for 
uh, all the gangster shit, all the uh, pop kind of crossover stuff that was happening, all the shiny suit uh, commercial rap that was going on. And Ruckus Records didn't stick around for long, but in the time that they were around, we got the Black Star album, we got uh, Most Def's album, we got the Feral Monch, um, just a lot of a lot of good music. And in that, uh, we got the Company Flow album. They put out these compilations, so they put out uh, a couple of Lyricist Lounge albums. And then they put out Sound Bombing, and then Sound Bombing 2 came out. And the reason I picked this one is, number one, it was, it featured a range of MCs. So, Most Def is on here, Common is on here, um, you get Diamond D, you get Company Flow, uh, Dilated Peoples, Tash, um, Quali, Ari the Rugged Man, Pharaoh Monch, Shabam Sadiq, High and Mighty, um, skills, mad skills, um, and Eminem, you get the Coco Brothers, aka Smith and Wesson, uh, Sadat X, Graham Poobah, so you get a range of MCs, a range of styles, and then the album is actually mixed by J-Rock and Babu, two of the beat junkies, so, uh, just well-respected uh, hip-hop DJs, and they do their thing, and then you even have little interludes from, uh, like, Q-Tip and other, uh, rappers who weren't actually on the compilation, but, um, they're on there just giving props to the MCs, so I figured that it, it, uh, sort of represented a range, so there's a little something for everyone, so if you like uh, political rap, there's uh, Feral Monches, Tracked Mayor, um, there's uh, Company Flow song on there, if, you like, if you're into like abstract rhyming, uh, just everything, everything you could want is represented in there somewhere, and so um, I'll actually ask you guys if you... Uh, what you guys thought of the album before I jump into this uh, track? Well, I actually haven't heard this album in a long time. Um, and it's funny because it's actually in a box full of CDs, actually with that same group CD that's like tucked away in my garage. And it's funny because I think I have two copies of this album. Um, one I got as a promo, so my like it came out. I think it was like my birth around my birthday or something. And I was up there to do something with my boy, and we just kind of like he was like, "Oh, I gotta stop and rock real quick." We go in and we're like talking, and the guy's like, "Oh, my friend's like, oh yes, yeah, my man's birthday." He goes, "Oh, where?" And he like hands me a bunch of records, like a bunch of CDs, like, "Oh, happy birthday!" Like you know, kind of like you know, we talk yeah. some promos. Um, All right. And I was going home listening to it, but I remember having listening to that one and somehow I got a new one and I haven't listened to it in such a long time but I remember just being like this album being like the rapidest rap album <laughs> especially like they started out with like Eminem <laughs> on like a yeah like a beat minus like like beat minus song like it was just like so many lyrical like terrors 
on one album. And I was just like, how the hell do you fit that many words on one CD? Like, and I'm right. pretty sure they didn't have the lyrics in the in the booklet because the booklet would have been like 80 pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's what I that's what I remember. Like my overall remembrance of Sound Bombing 2 as an album was just like, that's a lot of rapping ass people on one compilation. Like that's a lot of words. Yeah. Yeah, Raucus was in the middle of a serious run at this point, right? So if you go from the original sound bombing in 97 they drop the first lyricist lounge you get the black star album they come a company flow you get another most up solo album you get pharaoh Monch internal affairs and then they hit you with um sound bombing two and lyricist lounge two and you know there are people who rap and then there are mcs and you have this collection of superior talent at a point when people had been featured on other people's projects, but they hadn't had their solo projects yet, right? Or they were still trying to break through. And when you're in that point, man, where you feel like you should be eating and you watching people eat and they don't have your talent, they don't have your ability, but they got the hype behind you, you know, that can put you in a place where you're so hungry to get it. You always come out with your best because that might be your shot. And so, you know, the cats that were on these projects, man, they were shooting their shot and trying to get on. And so for that time, man, they put together some really dope compilation albums. And what's interesting is that if you think about how a lot of the big names in contemporary hip hop broke through, it was with mixtapes. And, you know, some of these kids have never held an actual mixtape in their hands, right? Like they didn't have a Kid Capri or you know, um, Ron G tape to hold in their hands and put in a boom box. But when it shifted from the mixtape to the CD, this is what you wanted. You know, this was like getting that kid Capri CD. It was like getting that Ron G tape or, you know, the kid Capri tape. Um, and you were kind of jealous if people had it, you couldn't get it because you felt like a fiend. It's like, yo, I need it. I want it, but I can't get it. <laughs> so yeah, this is some dope stuff. Yeah. Now I will say the one, uh, notable downside on the album is that they only have really one uh female mc on there which is bahamadia which if you're gonna pick one that's one to pick but i think given the uh the roster of underground mcs they had access to that like why gene gray isn't on here some other people i think uh that was an oversight uh, but nevertheless, this is a <laughs> the rapidest rap rap album you're going to hear. And so the first song that I picked is the one that uh, Dre referenced, which is the Eminem track, which opens up the album. And really, you need to get the album because before the song, there's a whole um, like minute and a half of just J-Rock or Baboo just going crazy on the turntables, um, mixing into the song um but i'm gonna play this here and this is uh this is eminem like before he really really blew up when he was still uh available to do things like this so here we go eminem hi original bad boy on the case covered your face came into place blowed and sprayed puffy with mace 
I lace the weed when insect repellent. Better check the smell it. Eminem starts with E. Better check the spell it with a capital. Somebody grabbing a snapple. I got an aspirin capsule trapped in my Adam's apple. Somebody dropped me on my head, and I'm for sure that my mother did it, but the bitch won't admit it was her. I slid her stomach open with a scalpel when she was six months and said, I'm ready now, bitch. Ain't you feeling these kicks, cunt? The world ain't ready for me yet, I can tell. I'll probably have a cell next to the furnace in hell. I'm sick of this sperm cells with syphilis germs, and I'm hotter than my dick is when I piss and it burns. I kick you in the tummy until you're sick to your stomach and vomit so much blood that your clothes stick to your from it. Hit you in the head with a brick till you plummet If y'all don't like me, you can suck my dick till you numb it And all that gibberish you was spitting, you need to kill it Cause your style is like dying in my sleep, I don't feel it Cause any man who would jump in front of a minivan It's 20 grand, a bottle with pain pills and a minivan It's fucking crazy You hear me? Huh? It's fucking crazy Hello? Hi Cause any man who would jump in front of a minivan For 20 grand, a bottle with pain pills and a minivan It's fucking crazy You hear me? It's fucking crazy I'm ice willing you, staring you down with a grim to grim. I'm Eminem, you're a fag in the women's gym. I'm slim. The shady is really a fake alias to save me with in case I get chased by space aliens. A brainiac with a cranium pack full of more uranium than a maniac side of Arabian. A highly combustible head, spasmatic, strapped to a craftmatic adjustable bed. Laid up in the hospital in critical condition. I flatlined, jumped up and ran from the mortician. High speed, IV full of Thai weed. Look at Chinese with my knees stuck together like Siamese. Twins joined at the groin like lesbians. Pins and needles, hypodermic needles and pins. I hope God forgives me for my sins It probably all depends on if I keep on killing my girlfriends Cause any man that would jump in front of a minivan For 20 grand, a bottle of pain pills and a minivan It's fucking crazy You hear me? Huh? It's fucking crazy Listen Cause any man that would jump in front of a minivan For 20 grand, a bottle of pain pills and a minivan It's fucking crazy You hear me? It's fucking crazy Last night I OD'd on rush, mushrooms and dust Then got rushed to the hospital to get my system flushed I'm an alcoholic and that's all I can say I call in to work cause all I do is frolic and play I swallow grenades and take about a bottle a day A Tylenol 3 and talk about how violent I'll be Give me 11 etc and my head'll spin Medicine will get me revving like a 747 Jettigen Scratch my balls till I shred his skin Doctor check this rash, look how red it's been Forget it then I strike a steel pose and hit you with some ill flows That don't even make sense like dykes you and dildos, so reach in your billfolds for ten ducats, and pick up this slim shady shit that's on ruckus, something, 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 I get weeded, my daughter scribbled over that rhyme, I couldn't read it. Oh boy, so yeah, Eminem. I forgot uh, he used to rhyme like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> the way he ended that was fire. Right, right, right. I forgot he used to rhyme like that, like, like not real crazy rapidy rap. Like, you know, like now he tries to throw like 800 million words in one bar. Yeah. But like also very funny. Like, I forgot how funny he could be. Like, mm -hmm. now he's kind of serious. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, and over the Beat Miners track, like, what? It's just, yeah, the, the, the things that you got on sound bombing the the combinations the mixtures were just um were just fantastic because this next song i'm gonna play uh features most deaf and it was produced by pasta noose so just looking through the producing credits on the album you've got uh lp evidence from dilated peoples you've got the beat miners the beat junkies 
um, high tech. It's just all over the place. So, um, man. So I'm going to play this last one, which is featuring uh, the Mighty Most Deaf. I think there's a common thread that the Mighty Most Deaf and Common, they had a nose for knowing where to be and which albums and which projects to participate in because this is another one that is uh, definitely enhanced by Most Deaf's presence. So here we go. This is Crosstown Beef. It's like Crosstown Traffic. <laughs> Medina Green. DCQ. Jump out my chest, my man's got beef at the dance, as it's his block. Enemies outside with, with the heap on cop. He said that if he goes outside, he know he's gonna get clapped. My man from way back ain't going out like that. He got peoples in the club and the tide is strong. But he know that they can only hold it down for so long. Uh. So now he's trapped off and he's calling on me. me to come and represent like I'm G-O-D. Of course I must agree, Green. cause this is family. If tables was turned, he would do it for me. So now I'm hopping out my bed. bed. Ready to put a nigga never seen porn dead. Guess a black man can't have no peace. peace. Pull out my Heat. Woke up out my sleep over Crosstown Beef. Crosstown Beef be like Crosstown Traffic. That. Brothers be on some real shit. Every man gets scared when prepared for confrontation. When the slugs penetrate, you feel a burning sensation. Crosstown Beef be like Crosstown Traffic. That. Brothers be on some real shit. Every man gets scared when prepared for confrontation. Getting closer to God in a tight situation. It was a Friday in the month of May. Around the time when everybody put their game on play. See, my girl was out of tea, so it was all on me. I figured I would hit the Metro on the Mad LD. Now, everybody know what the springtime is about. Players polish up their game, cause the shorties be out. I was rocking jewels and my wares was crisp. My man said it was a jam that I should not miss. I hopped in delivery without a moment to spare. And when I pulled up on the function, everybody was there. I was catching sexy stares from the shans in the rear. I saw my peers and heads I hadn't seen in years. And I was getting caught up in the nightlight mix. That's when I see my main man from my old time click. Oh shit, not my nigga most deaf in the house. Oh shit, baby Paul, I ain't know you came home. We talked about that and this and way back since this when I seen a caravan sporting wild dog tents. Had his windows half cracked and was cruising slow. And was circling the block like they was po-po. And I was jibbing with my man, so I paid it no mind. That's when the shots rang out from the passenger side. It was a 45 ball that made us all duck down. Girls was letting out screams and shells hit the ground. I was looking for my man, so we both could split. That's when he turned to me and said, yo, most I'm hit. I guess the street lights don't leave a nigga alone. Laced up at the party and he just came home. If he survived, I know he gon' retaliate. If he don't, they bought themselves a burial place. Either way, situation status on cold red. It's I'm on the horn to tell a fam it's on like corn edge. Cross town beef be like cross town traffic. Brothers be on some real shit. Every man gets scared when prepared for confrontation. When the slugs penetrate, you feel a burning sensation. Cross town beef be like cross town traffic. Hey yo, son, get that? 
saying, man, you sitting right there. Come on, man. Right now, Same man. man with the laziness, what up man? Come on man, get the phone man. Yeah. Who this? Who? The guard too. Yo, what up, son? Nothing much, maintaining you. Right. I just came out the bing and shit is mad real. This shit ain't about nothing, son. son. I know how you feel. My girl is in the world trying to raise my seed. It's mad shit that she want and mad shit that she need. Yeah. Plus, she got some nigga knocking at her door. Oh, some crab ass cat that she messed with before. From where? Always acting wild, disrespecting my G. I think you need to go. What's the verdict, DC? Verdict guilty, left hand on the scene. You might be locked down, but you're part of the team. If you say you gotta go, Then that's what he gotta do Ain't nothing sweet, son Yo, you know I'm here for you No doubt Come check me on the day of knowledge bone Cause this bone shit ain't real Yeah, that tap should be on Plus the guard wanna see you So pull his name too Cause he soon come home, son You know how he do Yeah, the guard get down So I see you on the V.I. I'ma do my best to get this broad To bring you some lie Peace to the guards Read your math Hold your head And as far as that kid goes Remember what I said 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 so there it is, Crosstown Beef, which is one of um, just, a, I think there are 27 tracks on the album, but you figure a bunch of those are uh, DJs mixing and scratching, uh, blending. But you get a lot of, you get some uh, kind of a freestyle style. You get, uh, as Dre said, the rapidy rap 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 style. Uh, you get some stories in there, a little bit of everything. So uh, those are our three picks, Sound Bombing 2, Things Fall Apart, and Three Feet High and Rising. Uh, the two of you have significantly more activity uh, in terms of your social media presence than I do. Uh, so shout out your preferred uh, social media platforms. And then I'd be curious if you ask, just put the question out there to your followers and uh, friends. Just ask which album would they recommend, which album would they suggest, and perhaps we can uh, come back on another episode and kind of revisit some of those albums and um, and see what see what the people what the people have to say. Definitely, definitely. So. We uh Yeah, see I don't I don't even have time to follow up with uh Dre on that that comment you made that you said now Eminem throws about eight million words in a verse which No in a bar in a <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like I'm impressed by just because it's like let me just do this because if you break it down, he's actually saying things, which is incredible. I don't know if there's some studio tricks involved, um, or if he's really doing it. But uh, no, I don't. I don't think there's any studio tricks involved. I, it's it's impressive as hell. Yeah, he's what just that nice. That, yeah, he's he's that nice. I think for him, he has to up the ante for himself. Like he's still. I think he's still trying to prove to people that he can rap, which is very funny to me. But I think. Like hearing him rhyme that way, in in you know in any man is like, it's like top level lyricism, and 
is funny and it's all of these things and it doesn't sound like he's trying super hard like nowadays i feel like he's trying super hard like there he's just, yeah. he's he's giving you what he knows he can do nowadays it sounds like he's just like i'm gonna wrap your head off <laughs> it's like it's like eminem is jordan playing for the wizards at 40 trying to show you that he can still get 20 a game right I can still, I can still slam the ball. Like, we, we know, you know, we like know, he man. did the track with Logic. You know, another fast rapper, and they're trying to break like the sound barrier, right? For how fast they can go, <clears throat> right? It's like okay, cool. Which is why, like, I was, just, it was just cool to hear Eminem rhyme that way. Where it's like, you know, he yeah. it's it's slower pace. He's rhyming. It's like still incredible. He's still throwing the the shot like you said. Puff caught a stray with that one. Uh, yeah, spray puff with Mace or whatever. Like he was like, <laughs> right. what? That was like, that was wild. Right, it's still you know it's still nice. It's like you That's get all. the it's, it's, it was a precursor to the Eminem that we got on Renegade with Jay Z. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's funny because I mean this is a whole other thing, but I think that in my uh, list of greatest MCs, I have it. The only like Black Thought and Eminem. Like right here together, um, but if I have to get nitpicky and say why I would put Eminem slightly ahead of Black Thought, it's only because Black Thought hasn't had any battles. I mean, no diss records, no nobody's come at him, he hasn't come back at them. And I think that only being nitpicky because you have to find some differentiator, I would go with that, but um. But along with all the Jordan talk, my favorite MC is KRS because uh, much like Jordan, Jordan doesn't have the most championships, but he's in that conversation. You can argue he doesn't have the most points, but, you know, he's in that conversation. I think KRS-One does enough things on a high enough level, or at least he did, that um, he takes my top spot. But right there is Eminem and, if I'm being honest, Eminem and Black Thought are just incredible. But see, people gonna come for Eminem because he a white dude rapping, right? So people been coming for him his whole career. He's waiting for this, right? Who in their right mind is gonna come in Black Thought? I thought I told y'all, but I told y'all things fall apart with a center too weak to hold, y'all. Right, right. Who, who in their right mind coming for this dude? Yeah. But you would think that about almost any beef. I mean, Common was... Uh was talking about over her I got into it with that nigga Ice Cube and I remember the bitch in you he wrecked Ice Cube that was that was nasty um yeah but see Cube Cube came for him first right because he thought that that you know Comet was dissing a shot I mean dissing LA and he wasn't yeah so it was really a misunderstanding and dudes having rabbit ears and hearing things that weren't even meant for them nor were they slights right yeah um but that was out of a misunderstanding thought been in the game long enough for somebody to try him and it's never happened and i think there's good reason for that yeah yeah that's true um or maybe he's just not maybe he's just not that guy maybe he's a i don't know him maybe he's just a good dude and nobody has like who would who would do it did you did you hear the freestyle the loser the loser the loser yes (laughs) That's what we're doing. The loser. A sad sap. 
But I'm saying, somebody came after Jay-Z, somebody came after Nas. I mean, granted, it was essentially each other. People came after LL, people have come after KRS. I mean, people have come but after there were openings for them. There were openings. And Nas said, oh, he said he called the Roots whack. Really? Yeah. After after the Roots played on the Unplugged Jay-Z album. He called, he said, the whack root, y'all... He was in the interview. I know he's. I know if he's honest, he ever said it on record. But he said he said something like, "Yeah, with the whack roots." And I, I mean, he he didn't keep it. He didn't keep it funky on the rap. He ain't saying nothing about Black Thought. He didn't try to go rapidly rap with Black Thought because he would have been a loser. I'm It'd saying it now. Out of his weight class. Yeah, I'm but, telling you now, he would have been the loser. But see, that's what we that, think. But I. I've never heard Black Thought spit anything like it would it would seem it would stand to reason that he can do it if he chose to. But maybe he's not like that because you got to go to some places if you're going to, you know, uh, if you're going to be creating a diss record and going at somebody on the level of a Nas, you got to, you know, come with it. And maybe maybe that's not his thing. Well, no, but Thought has done. He's he's he shot. He's. He's he's done some shots. He's oh he's done some shots, but he always keeps it you know mellow. He's he shot at some people. He shot some people on um uh was it the last thoughts streams of thought streams of thought volume, volume two? two yeah volume two huh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get the lyric and I'm gonna bring it to you the, yeah the, and I was listening to him I was like wait a minute whoa wait wait what it's like one of those oh so he. He, but he doesn't say people's names. He just throws those shots. Like, if you want it, I got it for you. Like, he just keeps saying it. So, you know. Huh. Anybody trying to get, trying to get none of that. Nope. <laughs> Who wanted Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Closest I heard from him was when he was on. Discretion is the better part of valor. These fools <laughs> had discretion. They're not that foolish. See, that's what you say. But there's, you would think that there would be somebody who's like, I'm going to go at him and see if he comes back at me. Because if you're going at Eminem, like there's a thing that we didn't have a chance to get to. Everybody should go listen to the Everlast interview on uh, Kwali's uh, YouTube channel podcast. And uh, Everlast, you know, there was some dispute here and there with some misunderstanding with him and Eminem. And he, he threw out a little subliminal diss. Eminem came back. Then... Everlast came back, and then Eminem hit him with just the just obliterated him, and he tries to downplay it on the podcast, which is what I wanted to get into his downplaying of the disc record. But no, that disc record annihilated him on the level of No Vaseline uh, and some other classics. He he got destroyed, and he can downplay it and be cool and retrospective about it, but he got he got reflective rather. He got murdered, but. Again, Black Thought, if I got a if I got a nitpick, and it's just ridiculous to nitpick, but you gotta have a differentiator. Where's your battle? Who who who'd you battle? No disc record, that's a come on. But anyway, um I know it's really late. We did it again. Uh we ran over time. This episode might get split into two, but nevertheless, I uh, enjoy talking to you guys i'm glad that you are both staying safe in the midst of this uh madness and i am hoping that you guys are getting uh getting into those those three catalogs epmd bdp and gangstar 
because hopefully the next time that uh, we meet up, we will be uh, finally beginning the opening round of the battle log, the battle of the hip hop catalogs. So um, you two need to shout out your uh, your Twitter, or Instagram, whatever it is you want to shout out. Uh, you can post that question, find out what other people think would be the one album they would suggest, and uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. You can find me on IG and on Twitter at ABJRPHD. Boom. And you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's Andre Cole, C-O-L-E, A-N-D-R-E-C-O-L-E. Cool, cool. And go on Twitter, look for the Hip Hop Taliban, or just at Hip Hop Taliban. And uh, yeah, that's where I'll be on occasion. But if you go to theliberator.com, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com, you can access all the episodes of the podcast, some other crazy political uh, multimedia stuff. You can get these uh, live, official, unofficial bootlegs of some quality hip-hop shows. And beginning next week, you'll be able to get some crazy uh, original hip-hop shirts and uh, other political uh, items. So go ahead, check it out. The Liberator, this is the Hip-Hop Taliban. Uh, we're signing off for another episode. You two, do your homework, and I'll check you out uh, next time we meet up. Peace. Peace. This right saying nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END, the END. This ain't nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END. Peace. 5000G.